0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. So glad you could join me. Uh, if you were listening to our last podcast, you heard a repeated podcast, uh, one I had recorded before during a government shutdown, talking about the shutdown and how we shouldn't be afraid of them and how they actually produced good things. It was something that we had recorded about a year before when there was a short-term shutdown. I want to return to that theme this week uh, in a new podcast and talk a bit about the recent shutdown. As I'm sitting here right now, we have a bit of a of a repeat, reprieve. Uh, funds have been approved. We've got about three weeks here during which the government is funded. But in early February, uh, well, about actually mid February, we will return to the debates and the clashes that are uh, going to happen. And I want to restate my main thesis about these shutdowns. I know they produce fear. I know they produce hardship. I know they produce suffering. And I'm not at all insensitive to that. Um, I, I live closely to people who work for government. Uh, I value them. They're patriots. I, I love them at every level. I love the TSA people. I love the, the guards at the federal buildings I go in and out of. I, I love the folks in the military. Um, all of this, I, I love our monuments, I love our parks. Um, I like much of what the federal government is doing in the, in these regards, um, and the people who work there don 't make a huge amount of money um, and i and I know them well and go to church with them and dine with them and talk to them, and I feel the pain and i 'm not insensitive to that, so nothing that i 'm saying is coming from a calloused heart. Uh, the fact, though, is that our founding fathers, as you heard me say in this repeat of our earlier podcast, uh, intended that there be tension between the branches of our government, that the three parts of our federal government were meant to be set in tension with each other. And what I want to say, just just briefly summarizing, is that you don't want them to be too chummy up there. You don't want everybody just getting along and tending the same cocktail parties and eating at the same restaurants and in each other's homes um, beyond a certain level of civility, uh, because you want. Tensions. You want the uh, philosophical differences. You elect people to Congress so they'll represent certain values, and you don't want them to meld uh, into what Harry Truman called Potomac fever, um, where they all kind of lose their minds, lose their values, and become more Washington D.C.ites than they are representatives of Arizona or Texas or Wisconsin or, or New York or wherever. So tensions built in, fightings built in. It's 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 more. Uh, disturbing these days because there's social media and there are more cameras to play to, and people have become better actors and and it 's a bit more vicious in the Trump era for sure uh, but still you don't don't be afraid of tension between the branches of government That's that it's it needs to be there and this particular uh, shutdown. Has come about largely over huge national crisis. Now, wherever you land on immigration, the fact is reform. Is needed now. Whether you think a wall is needed or not, or you think that we should broaden our acceptance of people, uh, still, as one comedian said, we want people coming into this country to sign the guest book. Uh, we want them to learn the basic history and culture of the country once they get here. We want them to understand English. We want them to to be registered. We want to know who they are. We don't want to let terrorists or criminals or people who are going to damage our country in. We are. We do want to welcome those who will make contributions as no citizens. And that's what we need to be working for. So uh, what I've just said uh, is basically where everybody in the country is, for heaven's sakes, um, where the differences are, the actual techniques to do that. So left, right, or center, uh, everybody knows that immigration is a big issue. Donald Trump has decided to make it a bedrock issue on which he's unwilling to be moved. He believes a wall needs to be built. And uh, people on the other side are opposing that. Now, we're going to have some tension, but I would suggest that the tension is necessary. What's been going on in our federal government for a long time is that we have been passing on uh, Congress to Congress, president to president, generation to generation, the immigration issue. And it's quite serious. It's not, we don't have a good plan in place. We keep the wrong people out. We let some of the wrong wrong people in. Uh, we do it ineffectively. Um, and s- some change in the system is necessary. And if you have to have a shutdown to force the issue, I know they're suffering, and I, again, I'm not insensitive to that, but the fact is that this is going to happen. And, and look, at the, look at the size of this issue. It's not like they're just fighting over who gets the parking places up on the hill. They're fighting over the issue of immigration. And, and let me say something else that will shock you, uh, and that is that while I am not defending Trump's wall, I am not, in this podcast, defending his wall. The fact is that $5 billion in the scope and size of our federal government, our federal budget, is nothing, nothing. Nancy Pelosi has put uh, tens of billions of dollars into her budget proposal uh, for foreign aid, which is far more than what Donald Trump is asking for for the wall. The issue here is not money. That's the main thing I want to say. I'm not taking sides in what I've just said, but the issue here is not money. 5 billion in a multi-trillion dollar budget is relatively small. You'd be surprised at what we spend 5 billion on. It's it's nothing. It's a lot to you and me. If I had 5 billion, you know, I'd be um an immensely wealthy man. Uh but for a government, for a government the size of the United States, it's chump change. And so this is about something else, and it's not that far from being a substantive debate. I realize that Pelosi and Schumer and Trump don't like each other, and they're insulting each other, and they're spitting each other because the base is like that. But the core issue is of value. We have to decide about our borders in this country. We have to decide where we are, how we're gonna let people in, and the stops and starts, the sudden I get up in the morning and I ban people from certain countries kind of approach is not working. I have friends in the Middle East who are paying uh, Patriot, American patriots whose families were broken up for months, who are people making a difference in this country uh, and should be here. We want them to be here. Um, but, but we've got We've got a screwed-up system in every possible way, so that there's a that they can't negotiate. That there's a short-term shutdown. Um, I'm sorry for the pain. It's going to happen from time to time. It's the way the founding fathers intended, and quite possibly it should have happened more earlier in our history. If we'd had a bit more hard-hitting debate and even shutdowns if necessary, we wouldn't have let this snowball into our generation as the huge crisis that it is. So there's nothing racist in what I'm saying, there's nothing bigoted in what I'm saying, there's nothing left or right leaning in what I'm saying. We got a crisis. The parties can't agree. If a shutdown is part of bringing the parties to agree, then then that's what's got to happen. The next thing I want to say uh, is that ultimately most governing happens where I am politically, which is in the center. Uh I am just right of center. And I have said many times on this podcast that that's where most governing happens. It's not done by the wingnuts. The wingnuts are usually positioning to shift what is the center their way. That's usually what wingnuts are about. They're not really about governing. They're about generating popular support. They're about throwing language into the debate. They're about trying to shift the lines a bit. If I can move what is the center uh, five points to the right or five points to the left, then I have done my job. If I'm a wingnut, no wingnut really thinks he's governing. The real governing happens with compromise. The real governing happens in the middle. The real governing happens where people have to hammer out debates. And we should be forcing those uh, amongst our elected leaders uh, to have to hammer out these debates. I'm not saying that that you, you cower on core values and deeply held beliefs, but I am saying that ultimately... Uh, even even the most heated partisans know that you're going to have to swallow it and you're going to have to come down somewhere in the middle. This is a center-right country, and most governing happens somewhere near the middle, and that's where we have to be willing to come. So the heated rhetoric, fine. I understand flamethrowing. I understand, flame throwing. I understand uh, yelling and screaming and carrying on, and I'm not just saying everybody should sit down and make nice. I understand the fights. They're needed. They're necessary, and we've got some big issues in this country. So there are going to be some big fights, but ultimately when all the dust settles and all the positioning's over and everybody's, you know, canceled their opposition's trips and insulted the president's knowledge and whatever, when all that kind of childish game playing is over, ultimately someone's got to negotiate and that's going to happen somewhere near the center. Now, I will say that what I believe needs to happen, and we got a lot of people who, in Congress and Senate who listen to this, I'm sorry, House and Senate who listen to this podcast, and I'm grateful for you. Got a lot of people in government who listen to this podcast. One of the things we do need to do, though, is to safeguard basic security services from government shutdowns. That's not going to be that hard to do. I think that has bipartisan support. We shouldn't have TSA, which is a fundamental and essential security service, unfunded during a shutdown. We we shouldn't have any aspect of the military unfunded. Uh, we shouldn't have any aspect of security for airports unfunded, etc. okay? So there is a way we can exempt, and you, you know what I'm talking about. There is a way we can exempt these fundamental services from a shutdown. And there's also a way, by the way, if we want to spread the pain, that we can make the shutdown shutdown a little bit more broadly based, um, because Congress, of course, is exempt. And I'm not saying we should dock these people's pay or something, but there is a way uh, to have to send some of their staff home and to maybe hobble the executive branch and the and the Congress a little bit, uh, so that the pain is felt. It's it's not really the best thing uh, that members of Congress. Uh, and members of the executive branch don't have to feel any pain while this is going on. And people who are living to paycheck to paycheck to be a guard at the National Gallery of Art uh, are made to suffer. There's a way we can spread the pain. So I suggest strongly, uh, my friends up on the Hill, that you consider exempting fundamental security services, number one, and number two, that you uh, consider spreading uh, the pain a bit by causing the executive branch and the uh, Congress to have some services cut. And I'll tell you what, that'll shorten that up quite a bit, though the debates, I think, for the most part, are important here's the bottom line for most of us. We're gonna have more of this. There's no question we're gonna have more of this. It's not just that we have a contentious president, um, but we have uh, a GOP, we have people on the right who believe there are certain positions that ought to be uh, defended and defended with their lives. Abortion's one of them, immigration's another one. Um, There are others about taxation that are a little bit further down the list. Uh, National defense uh, is pretty much agreed upon, but uh, but there's gonna be contention over that. This immigration is a big issue, though, uh, not just because of criminality amongst immigrants, which gets a lot of press. It's really not that much, uh, statistically speaking, um, but but largely because it's seen as a ploy of Democrats uh, to increase their voter rolls. Um, most immigrants would vote Democrat, and so it's seen by the right Uh, This uh, open border, so to speak, which nobody's advocating uh, is seen by the right as an attempt on the left to increase their their voter base. That's that's not actually going to work. It's not actually going to happen, but that's the way it's played out. So obviously, you need some calmer heads. You need some wise people. Uh, but in the meantime, while we have this contention going on, it's going to continue. I have very little hope that something's going to be negotiated between now and in the middle of February. Shutdowns will continue to happen. Uh, they get worse during the summer because of tourism and other types of things. It's actually wasn't that harmful, um, other than the stories about individual employees that you, we heard of the press. And so we're going to see more of this kind of thing. Um, But I want to just say, uh, again, an encouraging word. We survive it all the time. Uh, it's fundamentally not bad that we have a shutdown. Yes, it's a breakdown of negotiation, but on some of the major issues that a contentious, bitchy De- uh, Congress and a contentious, contentious bitchy president uh, are, are disagreeing about, uh, there needs to be a big national debate. And if, it, if that forces uh, the debate forward and brings it to the surface, uh, it's better than what we've known. The main good thing, in my opinion, about Donald Trump—and you know I'm extremely mixed of him on him—and I'm critical and have written a book, uh, even critical of the forces that got him elected—but um, but but one of the main things about him uh, is that he will not kick the can down the road. So, what four or five presidents promised to move the uh, our embassy to Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, Trump actually does it, and he does it almost overnight. Um, Consider that good or not. The bottom line is things aren't going to sit beneath the surface. He's going to force the splinter to the surface. He's going to force the debate. He's going to force people out uh, into the open and he's gonna make a mess, and he's gonna insult a lot of people, and he's gonna sound racist, or maybe even be racist, and he's gonna be insulting, and he's gonna be childlike on Twitter. But the the one good thing about him is he's not just gonna say, well, shoot, let me just leave this to the next president and hope nobody notices. He's gonna fight this thing. And that means we're gonna have more of this thing during his presidency, more of these kinds of shutdowns, especially now that until the uh, next presidential election, we're going to have a Democrat-controlled House, not a Senate, but a House. And so I say contention is good. I'm asking the moderates to surface, the, the people who know how to at least find the middle with a map uh, wherever they originate uh, and begin to negotiate. Good policy can arise from this. I suggest we, we safeguard basic security services and let the games begin. But remember that it's in the middle where governing is done almost all the time. And most things that are done extreme, look at look at the Obama legacy. Uh, so much of Obama's legacy is being undone, and that's not just because Trump was the next president. that's because a lot of what he attempted and a lot of his legacy was based on extreme positions that the average American didn't didn't really embrace. So there's radical change happening now. Governing will happen in the middle. You have some new media darlings on the left and the right uh, who are getting a lot of attention as the new Congress sits, New house sits, I'm sorry. And the new Senate sits, but these people will not really contribute to governing substantially. It's going to be those who get in rooms, order takeout, stay up late at night, roll up their sleeves, and negotiate. That's where it happens. And that's what you want, because you don't want governing from the winning nuts. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best selling author, a popular speaker